Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. Oh man, it doesn't even seem like that much further along than it was the last time. <laughs> it's so confusing. Around this time, I find like July too, but specifically August to early September, it starts to feel like, I don't know, you're just like in the moment and I can never, you tell me the date and I'm like, oh really? <laughs> and I think a lot of it too is because everyone has plans and stuff and there's stuff coming out or there's festivals and things, you know, and, or like for me, it's like albums coming out and stuff like that. And then I'm like, it happens. And then my point of reference is gone. And I'm just like, okay, so what, where am I again? Well, remember real high school summer or grade school summer? Uh an eternity like you look back and that's like a lot of time it was 57 years ago it was all of july all of august mm -hmm. so two full months and even a bit of june right yeah or maybe like a week of june it's been so long now that i'm trying to remember but i feel like exams were like june 20th ish something. yeah and then you come back september 5th or something like that although i've heard that now well not now i guess it's always been this way but my french friends who maybe are either still in school or have kids or whatever are saying in i was gonna say in france in french you know in i don't know gatineau quebec whatever they go back in august not like early august august 30th or august 27th always august for me and for us it was always september that was you know you have august you can enjoy august like, yeah <laughs> august is good it's off the table you know it was just yesterday i was talking about someone because they, they were like oh yeah my kids going by school august 30th i think it was and i was like what august i mean it gave me a 40 year old man chills up my spine because yeah. <laughs> it used to be i remember that feeling late august and you're just like oh my god it's almost gone what have i even done with my life i got that feeling then i get that feeling now kind of every boxing day because i really like the holidays I know some people don't like mm -hmm. the holidays. I really like the holidays. Including Halloween, obviously. Yeah, Halloween counts, everything <laughs> in there. Go from Halloween through Thanksgiving, which mm -hmm. I know comes from horrible reasonings, but I just yeah. like the part where you get together and eat food. Yeah, the family stuff and the food stuff. Yeah, and then for myself, Christmas. And then when you get through that, you're kind of like, oh, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you just get that little bit of, oh, now I got to put all the fun stuff away. You know, New Year's is kind of okay, but then once you're done that, you're really done. Like, what is January? I don't, I don't even... Like, yeah, what do we I, have? even recently, I've heard legends of some families that leave the Christmas tree up forever. Yeah. Until mid-January or later. <laughs> like me with Halloween decorations, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Year-round. Yeah, it's that kind of... It's so funny. Like, I get this from the Muppets Christmas TV special. Ah, uh, the Icy Patch one? Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> Amazing. Which was hard to find for the longest time. I have it on VHS, which, from what I understand, is a cut version that's yeah. missing a few scenes because of commercial breaks or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not on Disney+. Plus. It's not on Blu-ray. Weird. And I think it's something weird about how... Because there's Fraggles mm -hmm. and Sesame Street Muppets in it, yeah. there's some kind of red tape around that. Yeah, like it's still the, the Jim Henson family owns some and Disney owns some maybe or something. Yeah. Because I don't think they don't own the Henson studio, do they? No, that was the deal where it was like Muppets are Disney, but anything else, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, yeah. Fraggle Rock is Henson. And then all the Sesame Street Muppets mm -hmm. get to remain on PBS. That was kind of the deal. And they just signed, Henson did a thing with Show Factory. Actually, it was right after we did the podcast last week, I was yeah. reading about it. So they're going to be putting out a bunch of remastered deluxe. So good. And not so much, not Fraggles per se, but some of the lesser known stuff like the Storyteller. and I love all that stuff. Various, all that good stuff. But in that Christmas special, Kermit has a line where he says, if not for days like this, life would just pass you by. Mm -hmm. And I'm paraphrasing slightly, but it's true because we're all so busy. 
everybody's so busy. Everybody I know doesn't have that nine to five job, doesn't have weekends free, is always doing other things, always has extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. Your wife, Emily, has to wake up at three in the morning every day. And I have friends who work nights. I work nights. Some people who have to work weekends. So if you don't stop, even if the holiday comes from a horrible reason, we can all go, yeah, everybody who instigated Thanksgiving is a monster. Mm -hmm. But it's nice that we could all get together and sit around a table and eat food. Because if not, we would never do it. It's like, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't played for years because my friends all have kids and weird jobs and stuff. And it's hard for us to say Wednesday at six. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. So yeah, holidays are nice for that reason. Yeah. And then plus those games can go on forever. So it's not like, you know, you have to book off two, three days in a row to fully do. <laughs> That's do what right. I miss from high school is in high school, my nerdy friends and I for a very long time would play Dungeons and Dragons in the library. God, I think sometimes five days a week, but if not, three days a week. Mm-hmm. And we play these D&D games or these Ninja Turtle tabletop games for years. But then when you go your separate ways and you don't have that, you're all getting together in the same place. Mm-hmm. And I'm still friends with my friends from high school, which is a rarity. But it's hard to be like, hey, do you want to get together tonight? And you're like, well, no, I'm a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I have to parent my children tonight. So it's just you. You're still the same. but they've I'm all- the same, yeah. <laughs> my so- thing is I'll be here working a night shift or during the day sometimes i'm like oh i'm swamped my routine has gotten into this do the stuff for the weekly schedule after lee gets it all put together Mm -hmm. make up the flyer do the website stuff do the events.com stuff we do a podcast edit that podcast so i have this schedule down almost like i'm a real Mm grown-up except i get to do a lot of it at home while watching colbert and john oliver yeah but it's still work and Last night, Gwen was out helping a friend do wedding prep stuff. And when that happens, sometimes I just work more because I'll be like listening to a podcast. and I'll be like, ah, instead of us watching an episode of Sandman tonight because she's out, I can just work for a couple more hours and get a head start. Mm -hmm. Anybody who works freelance or a small business, I think that's a key. As long as you could soldier through not sitting at home playing Ninja Turtle games all day. You can be productive. And Sandman will just put you to sleep. So, I mean, that's another problem with it's that. It's right in the title. <laughs> yeah, it tells you right there. What you really need to do is befriend your friend's kids and get them to learn D&D. And you can yes. be like the Gandalf-type character who's showing them the game and all this stuff. And then they're like, you're kind of babysitting, plus these people will play with you. And you can just destroy them because you have years' worth of experience. I think I'm on the verge of that being possible. It's so funny. So, kids, in a short period of time, go from like kids to little grown-ups. Yeah. And it blows your mind because the kid who was playing with My Little Pony toys, then you're sitting small talking about Black Lives Matter. And you're like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) (laughs) And so one of my friend's kids, one of my little fake nieces, wanted to watch Zombies 2, this Disney TV musical. You're throwing a lot of random info at me, and I don't know how to process it. (laughs) So we watched Zombies 2. I watched Zombies 1 because, jokingly, I was like, well, I got to find out what happened. Yeah, of course. And then now Zombies 3 rolls around. Oh, boy. And my friend and I were, like, laughing about it. And Gwen said, so does she want to watch it or do you want to watch it? And I'm like, I'm invested in these characters now. That's how I feel with Twilight, you know, where I had my girlfriend at the time wanted to watch it. And I was like, oh, Twilight. Oh, I'm not watching that. <laughs> and then we watched the first one. I was like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I assumed it would be. And then we watched the second one. And I'm like, boy, I really don't want to watch the third one. I would hate <laughs> to watch the rest of this series. And then obviously I did. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm better off. It's better than being bored, at least, I suppose. And then you're wearing like a Team Edward shirt. Oh, man. I, didn't, I never picked 
picked a side. Well, and actually it turned out that my sister had read the books as well. And so that was a rare, they kind of combined on that, the two of them. And so the three of us went to see, I don't know, the second one, New Moon. I think that's the second one. I don't know. I've still never seen it, but I will sooner or later, I'm sure. They're just there. Yeah, the first one's maybe, I don't know. Is there a best one? I don't know. It's like least worst, I guess, at a certain point. Those movies are interesting because, especially the two leads, good on them, Mm -hmm. that they have carved out really big-time careers and starring in big movies, starring in weird indie movies, winning big awards. Yeah. Because you would think there was a very good shot that it would have been like, nope, you two are doing teen romance movies. Oh, yeah. Well, and even some of the tertiary cast, you're like, you're actually good. The father or whatever, he was in, like a, a Peter Facinelli or Facinelli. I never knew how to pronounce it. Yeah. But he was in, I think it was The Big Kahuna with Kevin Spacey and uh, Danny yeah. DeVito. <laughs> I mean, at the time, you know, it was okay. But I remember because I was, oh, God, why am I still talking? But Kevin Spacey <laughs> is my favorite actor oh, at no. the time. And yeah. so when that movie, The Big Kahuna, came out, it was him Danny DeVito you know like heavyweights and then a third guy and so I always found that fascinating this third guy and he does fine he holds his own but it's so weird to me to think years later he was in the Twilight series or whatever that's what people nobody remembers the big kahuna I'm probably the only I had the poster on my wall like that's how I mean I was tight with the video store guy so it wasn't that crazy but it's just like what kid has a poster (laughs) for the big kahuna on his wall but Twilight also had Michael Sheen was in it yeah and Brie Larson was Brie I Larson. I want to say I'm trying to remember what the Vampire Council yeah. person and I can't and it was got noteworthy female Somebody actress like yeah. and I can't remember. I wonder if they'll reboot or make another book slash yeah. sequel. Well, there's or... supposed to be another one coming out for a long time. They were talking about one called Something Sun Rebel Sun or something like that or whatever S U N and it was the first movie told by the perspective of Edward. And so I guess, so it's not even a prequel. Like, I don't even know what that is. See, that would be <laughs> wise to either reboot it or do like a next generation about one of their kids or something. Yeah. Because I imagine it's going to be hard to get the two leads back Oof. into that movie. There's no way, like, unless it was some sort of a Logan thing that was not written by the same person. It's almost one of those ones where even if they drove a dump truck full of money up to both of them, I can yeah. imagine them both being like, no, nah, we're just good. Why? Like, they're too good at this point. They're too established. And they're both they're both Oscar nominated, right? At this point. At least I, she is. I don't know if he was I, yet. I could be imagining that. I thought, because he's been in a bunch of acclaimed stuff. So it's like, yeah, you could, like Good Time, you think he should have been. Right, right, or, right. Was the other one with the Cronenberg or the Cronenberg one? Yeah. Well, if he hasn't been nominated, he's at least been adjacent yeah. in nominated films and stuff or like, like that. Golden Globe, maybe like something. Yeah. Like screen actors. And I guilt. still think. I mean, it's weird because the trick the last couple decades is you release all the Oscar bait. Yeah. In December, so it's fresh in your mind. So yeah. it's this weird thing where yeah, they're technically 2022 movies. Mm-hmm. But they come out in 2023. So I still think Batman, the Batman, definitely has a shot at all of the technical awards. For sure, yeah. But we live in a world where Dune and Black Panther Mm -hmm. get in there for the bigger awards sometimes. So there's part of me that thinks the Batman could sneak in there for some of those type of awards as well. And I think I've got a pretty good chance myself now that I was just in a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't even tell you before the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to mention that. On the way here, I was like, oh, that's somewhat interesting to mention. No, that's good. That's a rule is, sadly, when you are on a podcast, you have to stop talking with your friends about things. So it seems fresh when you talk about it in person. Usually you tell me to shut up because it's too good before we start rolling. Yeah. 
So yeah, you emailed me the other day and you were like, it's happening. I'm going to yeah. be in a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's been, as you know, and some of our listeners, I'm pretty loudmouthed, you know, so I've probably talked about it, but I've always wanted to be in a made for TV Christmas movie. They mostly all are, I guess, at this point. You don't see as many like theatrical Christmas yeah. movies. But yeah, I always wanted to be in one. And Ottawa, as you know, there's tons. Bizarrely. There's three shooting right now, I think. I'd always wanted to be in one. It's almost happened. Like, Emily and I were almost in, which I found hilarious because, you know, she's Jewish. So it's like, oh, you should be in a Christmas movie with me. Your dad would love that. And so it almost happened. But then the call time was too early. It just wasn't going to work out. So this, literally in between the last podcast and this, it's this all happened. It's so weird. They were looking for, I don't know, a passerby or whatever. And I think it was it was for Friday. And it said after 1.30. So it's like, okay, well, depending how, you know, I'm done at 4.30 and they had been shooting on Spark Street, which is like right near my job. So I was like, oh man, what if I could just walk out? Obviously, I might have to take some time off work. I don't even know. But wouldn't you be like, oh, I'm going for lunch. Oh, actually, I'm in a movie. And so I had emailed them and they were like, you know, it turned out it was going to be, I thought it was not going to be a night shoot because my other one was almost felt like 24 hours, but it was like 12, 13 hours overnight. And so this time I was like, okay, cool. Not going to be too late. I'm a passerby. Bing, bang, boom. You're done. So they email back and they're like, so I do get the part, obviously. And they were like, okay, it's probably going to be later on in the evening. And I'm like, okay, perfect. I don't have to take time off work. So then later that night, at like midnight, literally, they're like, okay, so call time is 1 p.m. And so I'm like, well, uh, so now I got to take the afternoon off. Literally, I'll be going into work and be like, oh, hey, boss. Uh, yeah. You know, I still say it's fine. I'm like, okay, I'll figure this out. So I go in and I was like, oh, hey, short notice, but can I please have the afternoon off? And she was like, oh, why? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be in a Christmas movie. <laughs> this one in particular is very cool because it's like mainly people of color, the director, the cast. And then I would have been the token white guy, basically. <laughs> yeah, is my understanding. And so the, the actress, uh, Gabriella Sidibe from Precious, she's the star. Of okay. It. And, and Kel. And, right? and Kel from Keenan and Kel and Good Burger and, and tons of stuff. And another woman who's I said I wouldn't forget her name and then I did. But she's one of those people who's in literally 200 things. Yeah. So like this was very cool. And I honestly thought that was cooler. I was like anybody can be in a white Christmas in every sense of the word. But yeah. for this one, I was like, <laughs> this is much cooler. And so, yeah, I get it. Passerby. All good. You know, I get the afternoon off. And so I walked down. And then so they had emailed me the night before being like, okay, you're a passerby. But then I got, in my opinion, upgraded to dance circle. What does that mean? Right? And so I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, so clearly I'm not going to be dancing. Nobody wants to see that slash everybody does. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, probably I'm just in a circle around people dancing. But I'll be like right up on screen, you know, or on film or whatever, you know, or on camera. Very excited, obviously. So I get there. Everything's cool. Like, you're always a little nervous going in. I could barely sleep the night before, even though it's dumb and you're just... But it's just like, it's cool. There's a cool vibe to being in movies and stuff, and even if you're a background guy. And so, as it turns out, I was dancing. Ha! And literally, so the scene is essentially... I really don't know. There isn't even an IMDb for this yet. But what I can tell is either she gets wishes or it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, you say stuff and then it comes true, but you didn't mean it that way. It's like maybe a monkey's paw scenario. I'm not, <laughs> I don't totally know. But in that particular scene, it was basically like, I guess, you know, she was saying... I don't know. She says something and then it happens. And she's like, oh, I didn't want this. And so essentially they're like dance circle. And then we all run in and start dancing. And they gave me a streamer even because I'm tall and I got the wingspan. So I'm like swinging around a thing. So I was literally a foot or two away from the main actors. White boy dancing, which is the kindest way I could put it. Because I'm just, you know, I've got, I have moves. But they're maybe not, you know, like professional moves. But that's so moves. weird because on a sliding scale <laughs> of a background performer. Yeah. It could be. You're sitting drinking coffee. Sure. You're walking by in the background. Yeah. Dance moves seems like something that they would want to be like, hey, <laughs> like are someone you comfortable better than enough to do this? Yeah. Like, 
I am in the background too. And, and that's sort of the funny thing is there was like 10 passerby, 10 dance circle. And they almost put me back to passerby. Once I found out there was dance circle, I was like, no, I'm dance circle. Like yeah. you're not doing this to me. <laughs> and so the guy, he originally puts me over to the side and he's like, okay, here's a fake coffee cup. Here's a whatever. You walk by. And I was like, just, you know, I'm dance circle. I was like, you know, I'll do what you say. Like, I don't want to be problematic. And so they were almost going to shoot that. And then he came back and was like, are you dance circle? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, here, I'll move you out. And I was like, Whew too close you know <laughs> and so we pulled up so on the plus side though i do have a passerby part as well they moved us around a couple of different ways like it's funny like you've worked on movie sets and stuff too you don't always you think there's a plan and then it's like oh that didn't quite work we're gonna move you over here we're gonna do this instead kind of stuff you gotta do what you yeah do. and they don't want the guy who was leaving the scene yeah walking away from camera to all of a sudden be back and somebody goes Wait, where'd that guy come from? Yeah, and it's a little confusing. At first, we were it was like me and this other guy behind the main actors, and the guy had been like, okay, wait 10 seconds, and then walk by them over to the right. But there wasn't space. There was maybe a foot, if that. And I was like, I'm going to trip over one of the actors and like tear their ACL or something and ruin everything. <laughs> and so it's just like they tried the first time, it didn't really work, and they moved me over to the other side, it didn't work. And so they ended up putting me in the, like, the back left, kind of coming out of a door. And so I should be in that part. Then I walk by... And then once I got there, right before Dance Circle, this is like hot set as they're doing this. And he's like, in five seconds, walk in front of the camera. And so I'm like, it's like 1,000, 2,000, 3. And I like walk by looking like a serial killer, like straight face, not, you know, not like a person would walk. And so, I, you know, I got a fair amount of screen time, but like I'm most excited about the dancing. I would never have dreamed in a million years that you could tell me like, we need a tall, lanky white dude who can't really dance to be in this movie largely featuring people of color to kind of look like an absurd. You know, it's guy. so good. It's so good than your other one where it was like you're a cop in the back back three miles away (laughs) in the dark couldn't be darker you know so how long was your day and that's a funny thing like because they were so it started at one well it's supposed to be one and they bumped it to 130 and they said worst case it's going to be 230 a.m end time they didn't yeah. think it would go that, but you never know, you know? And so I was like, all right, whatever. I brought a Red Bull. It happens. Yeah. And so it actually, and we finished at 1030, which Great. was not bad at all. And this the whole time we were shooting in the market, I could have walked home half hour walk, but still. See, that's always the problem with film people mm-hmm. working with extras, working with crew, working with locations is many of them have just horse blinders on that there is a world around them of people and places that mm-hmm. also have schedules and things to do. And so when they say, in the 11th hour, uh, we need you tomorrow yeah. for 14 hours, and it could go till 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I have a job and play. Oh, God. And I've seen that happen with us when we've had a couple of film shoots in, where you're kind of looking at your watch. You rented the place from <laughs> 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. Yeah, It is now 4.30 you seem to still be shooting, and I have warned you twice yeah. that you have to be out at 5 because we have a movie at 6. Mm-hmm. And they go, sure, sure, sure. And you just got to keep on them. Because if not, they'll stay till 6 For sure. and then start cleaning up. And you feel like you're talking to a kindergarten class. You're like, <laughs> no, you have to finish what you're doing and schedule in time to clean up your equipment. Yeah. So that's not all of them. Sometimes they're great, but sometimes it's like your story where they just... They assume their extras are just sitting around with nothing else to do on their plate. Yeah, well, and they said, because it, it had been shooting on Spark Street as well the day before, or like a couple of days before. And so, so which was kind of cool because then people at my work kind of were aware of it vaguely. But I, I was talking to some of the extras who'd been on that as well. And they said they went till 3 a.m. on Sparks. Yeah. Like 3 a.m. on Sparks. I can't even imagine that. You're going to get stabbed. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, like... at the very least, it's a big crew, but still Spark Street is Spark Street. Like, and even in the market, it was one of those sort of 
behind Sussex, you know, where it's like a throughway kind of thing where you can walk to wherever places. So there's still people like general public walking by, yeah. you know, not during, you know, they if, if you're shooting, shooting, they stop you kind of thing. But like, and they're just like, oh, I'm on a movie, am I? You know, you're just <laughs> sort of like, and I get it, but it's sort of, it's funny to watch. And, and also it's a Christmas movie. We're shooting in August. So I'm in a toque. I'm in gloves. I'm in oh, a winter jacket. Hilarious. Yeah. And so the whole time, and you don't know when they'll need you for how long, all that and also too like you don't know who the other background people are like are you going to get your own like click are you going to just be sitting on your own is it going to be whatever because the last one that i did was it was kind of like a little more i don't know sterile and not people actra people stuck to themselves and new people stuck to themselves kind of thing but this one everyone was super nice awesome met some really cool people shout out to uh sandy who was the i think his name was sanderson i can't remember sandy for sure he used to live just off sunnyside oh cool and so he was kind of the corral guy like okay you got to be here you got to be there taking our stuff at the end of the day whatever and he just happened to be talking to another one of the extras who i befriended who i think works on sunnyside as well and i just piped in i was like oh you guys must know the mayfair then and he was like oh that's like my second home like he i think he lives in montreal now but he was like that was my second home whatever and i was like yeah i worked there like i do the podcast and it was like his eyes Ah. and so like <laughs> shout out to sandy super cool guy very helpful i was like yeah podcast listen to the podcast you know so a small world man i just think it's bizarre that it's great that there is an industry in ottawa but you admit bizarre that there's people working on six movies a year yeah all christmas movies mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where you're like don't we have enough yet but i think they just they keep making new ones because yeah. every christmas the hallmark channel don't they do like the 50 days of christmas or something oh my god it had been like 30 but it probably is 50 i remember last year because there was a couple i wanted to watch because there was a couple my friend worked on that i wanted to watch yeah there was one with bruce campbell (laughs) there was one with william shatner but i might be exaggerating maybe it's 30 but they're like the 30 days of christmas but the gimmick is it's 30 brand new 90 minute movies in a row 30 Mm -hmm. days in a row and then the rest of the channel is padded out with stuff from the last 20 years. Yeah. So if every year they're making 30 feature-length small-screen motion pictures, yeah. that's a lot of content. And this one had quite a few swears, from what I could tell. Oh, so interesting. I don't know. Like, I don't know what channel this is going to be or what it's for. But I thought that I'm so much more intrigued, not just because I'm in it, but I was just like, the cast is cool. I was like, there's swears. And now I don't know what's... Like, is this going to be like an R-rated, like a 9 p.m. thing? Like, I don't even Could know. Could be, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like very excited to see how this goes. It's shooting till August 26th. And there's still other opportunities to be in it. But I mean, the one uh, the one I just referenced who had been working on some of these, she's only been doing extra work for, I think, six weeks. This was her 11th movie. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't think she has a normal job. You must not. She was in like three Christmas movies in the last week and a half. And I guess the hope for maybe some people are just content to do that, which is great. Yeah. Make a living doing that. But if you start to know the casting person mm-hmm. and you've done... 11 movies maybe then it's like okay we need someone to say that's 975 sir yeah and you just slowly start creeping up into bigger and bigger parts yeah the lucky number is 15 once you're in 15 background then you can apply to be an actra and she has 11 already she's at 11 so (laughs) she's like right there you know and so that or if you're in a speaking part that's at least 10 or more words which i may have gotten on lee's movie but we'll see about that but that was also like not a written line so does that not count i don't even know I think it counts. I listened to a podcast called Star Trek The Next Conversation, where they just, now they're up to DS9. They just go through every episode, and and they're two funny guys, and like any podcast, half of it is talking about other things, Mm -hmm. and then nerds get mad at them for not being all Star Trek all the time. (laughs) Oh, jeez. But they do a thing with a nurse character on The Next Generation, and they're both 
writers in Hollywood, they've worked on sitcoms like The Goldbergs and stuff like mm. that. But they say it's five lines for the union hmm. that gets you a different pay grade. Yeah. So in some episodes, the nurse will be like, here you go, Dr. Crusher. Or we have a casualty coming in. And they go, three, <laughs> four. And then the fifth line could just be, thank you, doctor. And yeah. they go, five, yay. Yeah. And that means she gets a bigger paycheck that week. So it's five lines, even if the line is as short as... Thank you. Or like, or, hello, or whatever. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's it. So that's what you need, at least in this, the American acting union. And I don't even know that I do want that, because then in my opinion, union dues, and I'm doing this whole thing on just for fun. Like, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, and I didn't even, they're still looking for other people for this movie, but I was like, what, now I'm in it twice? I don't know. That, then they got to put you in a like, different costume or like a big fake mustache? Yeah, well, and we brought a change of clothes to be in a second scene, but then they didn't end up using all of us for that, so I'm only in the one thing, but still. Like, that would probably just be like, if there's a coffee shop scene, you're sitting with your back to camera in a different coat or something. Pretty much. So this one was called All I Didn't Want for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. I know. So I'm like, what is it? What, what didn't she want, you know? And unlike big screen movies, this won't come out Christmas 2023. No, sir. Like, this is going to be out in two months, probably. This will be out in October. Yeah. <laughs> so. that's, that's the best part about it is, in theory, again, Lee's movies should be out in a couple months, you know? So, yeah. like, I should have three movies out this year to celebrate my 40th. And I've only been in three. So uh -huh. all, my whole output is 2022. I remember a friend of mine was working on a movie at Billings Bridge, a Christmas movie, a couple years ago. And I happened to be sitting here, and we were small talking over Facebook. And I naively said that because it was something like say October 2018 mm -hmm. and I went oh so I guess this is probably for next Christmas and she goes no it's coming out November 20th Oof. and I was like you're still shooting <laughs> and she's like yeah but we're almost done and they edit and do the music as they go I that's guess that's what I was thinking yeah and so when it's done they just basically package it all up and it's good to go so the turnaround is so short and there's no special effects or anything in many of these so. yeah yeah so yeah that's funny so we'll get to see you in your dancing Christmas joy. Yeah, I'm very excited. It seems like a really fun movie and not just because I'm in it. Okay, so now that we've talked about that for the whole time, let us mention movies that we are actually screening the week of Friday, August 19th. We wish we could screen these TV movies that our friends work on and act in, but they don't care. They just go straight to TV. Yeah, they, no. they don't make any effort to have a cast and crew screening or anything like no. that. So. so yeah, so the week of Friday, August 19th, we've got a bunch of cool stuff. We have a new film called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. My nieces are very excited about this. This is a fascinating movie because it started just in the low-budget short film YouTube kind of world and garnered all kinds of praise and fans. And now, a few years later, there's a feature film of it. And it's a bizarre little sad family-friendly movie of a shell looking for his family. Voiced by Jenny Slate, who's amazing. And did she create it too? She's did... done the voice all along. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I hadn't even heard of the. Like, I mean, I'm not. I don't have kids, you know. Obviously, but right. we saw the. I'm sure you saw the trailer too for Thor. Yes, or, or yes, yes. At Thor, I should say. And so, yeah, that was when. And my niece was just losing her mind the whole trailer, and just, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Is there merch and stuff? Yeah. Are, well, there, are there kids with lunchboxes and t-shirts and baseball caps? Funny you say that because A24 just released a not pewter i think it was like metal figurine of this marcel the shell with shoes like a, like yeah. a whole title right <laughs> yeah and it was 40 bucks or something like that and i had briefly considered getting that for my knees but i'm also like is she gonna care about this like <laughs> yeah. with shipping and everything i was like almost 50 bucks canadian for this little like shell you think they should make those little kind of smurf toys you know yeah. 
They probably do too. I could just get a Chinese knockoff for much cheaper. (laughs) But yeah, I think this is like a whole thing that we're unaware of. Yeah, very interesting. And it's cool. It's the first kid-friendly movie we've screened in a long time just by happenstance because we have just been screening grown-up movies and... A lot of times kid movies don't come our way. They mm-hmm. just, they don't even get offered to us. So it's neat that this is a independent PG kid-friendly movie mm-hmm. that I can't think of the last time that's happened. No, I don't, and that it's got such crazy good reviews. So they, this is hilarious. On the opposite end of the scale, I asked Lee if we can get this movie because I'm a big fan of Pat Oswalt and I've heard him on, I think, three different podcasts talking about this lately. This is a movie, a dark comedy called I Love My Dad. Based on a true story from the director and younger star of the film, his dad was midlife crisising and feeling sad that he was growing apart from his teenage son. So by mistake, stumbled into catfishing him online. (laughs) True story. Wow. It started as him being, hi, I'm a student in your school. Let's be friends, whatever. And just goes into insanity from there. And it's just supposed to be a very highly reviewed, won a couple of awards at SXSW. But it's about a Pat Oswalt dad catfishing his son so he can see what his son is doing day to day. And by mistake, his son falls in love with the fake character. And you said this was a true story? Not only true story, the director stands by, it's a 100% true story. Wow. Yeah. It almost sounds like elements of Dear Evan Hansen, but like (laughs) not, I don't know, not at all like that as well. I've seen a couple of clips that are very funny and it's just, it's that kind of stumbling, awkward, oh God, this is getting worse comedy. (laughs) And I read one review that said, see it with a crowd because that's part of the fun of, you can feel that aura in a horror movie or a comedy (laughs) where people are like, no, don't do that. The gasping. Yeah. So that's our two new films this week. Then continuing our run of... Agfa Films, we are hosting 40th anniversary screenings of Fitzcarraldo from Werner Herzog. This is an infamous movie. This is an epic movie about the character is a crazy guy trying to build a casino in the rainforest, and he wants to literally move a giant boat over the mountain to have it housed in this casino area. Oh. In real life, because Werner Herzog's crazy, Yes, they did it in real life. So they didn't use any miniatures. They didn't mm-hmm. use any special effects. They moved this. And then the star of the film, Klaus Kinski, is a madman. Yeah. So there's all kinds of behind-the-scenes books and documentaries about this film. It's one of those movies where the world around it is just as interesting as the movie that came out of it. Roger Ebert gave it four out of four stars, so it's highly acclaimed. It's just one of those movies where, wow, there was an easier way to do this. Seriously. And and to tie it back, that Sandy that I referenced from the film set referenced this movie. He was like, oh, they're playing Fitzcarraldo's. And I had just seen the post about it, so I was like, oh yeah, that's wild. So was, there's already a buzz from people in Montreal, so I mean, everyone's talking Montreal's about Montreal's going to come see it? Yeah, yeah. And I certainly, I don't even, like, I think I'd heard of it, but I, I don't really know much about it at all, other than that it's a classic. Yeah, and I'm more of the age of I know Werner as this awesome, eccentric guy who does documentaries and shows up in star wars your first name basis with him too you're like uh, not, not mr Hitzog, no. <laughs> not for you and i should mention recently thanks to the ottawa public library i think libby is a canadian app maybe it's north america mm-hmm. but you can get these apps so you can very easily download audiobooks and ebooks and stuff from your library i'm addicted i listen to stuff all the time I listened to a book recently called The Twilight World by Werner Herzog. And the story is 
the true story of a Japanese soldier who was on an island for 30 years because he didn't think the war was over. And then he stumbles upon a student, and this college student is like, the war's over. And then this book goes back and tells the story of how he stayed on this island for 30 years. I imagine it's going to be a movie. It's so good. I think it's almost like this happens a lot with comic books as well. They probably like wrote the book to be like, hey, wouldn't this be a good movie? But I recommend the audiobook because Werner reads it. Wow. And it's short. It's only like three, four hours, I think, compared to some audiobooks are like 25. So it's a nice little three, four hour listen of Werner telling you a story. Yeah, Super good. That sounds amazing. It could be a miniseries as well. Could be, yeah. I, I can't imagine this won't become some. It's so, and it's just fascinating. It's someone for 30 years who didn't think World War II was over who just stubbornly continued to guard this island. You could do like a Gilligan's Island esque <laughs> thing, but just with yeah. meets Survivor or whatever. Yeah. And then our Hitchcock versus De Palma Fest continues. Oh, boy. With the Hitchcock film is North by Northwest. Oh, and classic. The De Palma film is Dressed to Kill. What we have learned from this fest is Hitchcock wins. Oh. Because one screening of a Hitchcock movie is more than doubling the attendance <laughs> of three De Palma screenings. Well, it's not really a fair comparison, I guess, too, because no. you got the master versus the student kind of thing. Yeah. And I was sad that we didn't mention that Cliff Robertson was a 60s Batman villain. Yeah, like, star yeah, yeah. of Obsession last week. I didn't even actually realize that he was in it. That's the bad on me for not doing more research. But I was like, oh, man, he played Shame, which was a take on Shane, which we played a few weeks ago. Whoa. Yeah, it's, like, it's all full circle at the Mayfair Theater. And Dressed to Kill is super film yeah. noir kind of thing. I've seen that one. Nancy Allen, Michael Caine. North by Northwest is funny because you just say... Oh, it's the one where the biplane chased Cary Grant. Yeah. And everybody goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not the festival in Austin, Texas, or whatever it is. No. That and I... spoiler, it's on the poster. Huh. It's on the poster, the airplane chasing Cary Grant. Everyone knows that scene, even if they haven't seen the movie, I feel like. Yeah, and the posters, go back and look at some of these posters for Hitchcock movies. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe it's the first time where the director was a celebrity. I think before that, directors were known mentioned you know in newspapers so and so won an academy award or so and so does a great job again in this western but hitchcock is on the poster for north by northwest because in the background is the mountain range with the four presidents faces yeah, yeah. in it and then a fifth face is hitchcock <laughs> so like on the poster mount rushmore mount rushmore yeah and then the poster i saw for psycho is Hitchcock saying, come see my movie. <laughs> and nowadays, Jordan Peele is famous. Yeah. And he, you know, he hosted Twilight Zone for uh -huh. a bit. And he's a comedian. We know him. He's an actor. But on the poster for Nope or Get <laughs> Out, there's not Jordan going, hi, come see my movie. I wish. That hasn't happened since, I don't think, that the no. director was a caricature who was part of the publicity campaign. The closest would be like Shyamalan, just because he puts himself in his movies yeah. in increasingly larger roles. But yeah. he's not... I don't think he's on any of the posters. No, and I don't think there's that thing nowadays of the trailer with the director going, oh, hello, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Well, and they had so much stuff from Alfred Hitchcock Presents or that, well, that yeah. they repurposed for that. Man, you could definitely have him. And I mean, the re-speecher technology we have now. Oh, you God. I'm saying anything you want. <laughs> Let's do it. So that is our films for the week of Friday, August 19th. I'll just quickly mention, too, we have a public screening rental for a movie called Dosed 2, The hmm. Trip of a Lifetime. Dosed 1, I remember we screened as well. They expect this movie to be packed. So oh, yeah. if you're listening to this in a timely manner, 
go online and get those advanced tickets. Is it a fundraiser thingy? Uh, it is, yes. Nice. And so you can find all that information on our website. These public rentals are great for us. Cool getting in one afternoon only screenings of stuff that we might not screen for a longer manner. Mm-hmm. But they rent the place. They make some money selling a bunch of tickets. If it is indeed packed, that means they will make a good little chunk of change because we're not great business people. We don't charge yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> for sure. And if people here are on drugs, they'll probably eat more popcorn. <laughs> there so, I mean, you that's, go. That helps for everyone. That's on the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can find all that information on mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social media stuff. Stuff. Advanced tickets for our regular films are available through events.com. And we will see you back here soon for awesome movies on screen at the Mayfair Theater. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, now I have to beg Lee to uh, play that Christmas movie so that I can introduce it. <laughs> it's like, I know we don't play TV movies, but I'm in this. <laughs> Brian De Palma, the master of the macabre, invites you to a showing of the latest fashion in murder. <laughs> Dressed to kill, Michael Caine, Angie Dickinson, Nancy Allen. Dressed to kill, murder, made to order by Brian De Palma. Coming to a theater near you, July 25th.